0: The cost of discipleship? Sometimes it isn't the persecution from an outside force, but the giving up of our preconceived ideas. Oswald Chambers writes, people pour themselves into their own doctrines and God has to blast them out of their preconceived ideas before they can become devoted to Jesus Christ. That blasting out of our preconceived ideas or our wrongly inherited ones is like God setting our broken spiritual bones right. It hurts. It's hard to move initially. But when it heals, and when we clearly recognize Jesus as our Savior and friend, we're able to continue our power walk with him.
1: Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your
0: heart. Sabbath School U. A weekly dialogue exploring God's word and its application for today's world. I'm Falvo Fowler and welcome to This Last Study on Discipleship. And this is Sabbath School University. We have our hosts again, and I'm gonna ask them to tell me what they know about discipleship from this quarter study.
2: Oh well Something,
0: I'm... one thing that stands out.
2: Oh great. My, AND YOUR NAME, my, BY THE WAY. MY NAME IS BRENDAN Albury, AND uh, ONE THING THAT STOOD OUT FOR ME IS DISCIPLESHIP IS THAT EVERYTHING POINTS BACK TO JESUS CHRIST. OR SHOULD. IT SHOULD. WELL, EVERYTHING SHOULD there POINT you BACK go. TO JESUS mm-hmm. CHRIST. NOT NECESSARILY SAYING THAT IT DOES ALL THE TIME, BUT um, IT'S GOD WORKING THROUGH US, uh, IN US, IN ORDER THAT HE CAN USE US TO WORK THROUGH SOMEONE ELSE.
1: Cool. Mm-hmm. OKAY, MY NAME IS ALLERYS Colley. And one thing that stood out for me was sacrifice. It's a big sacrifice to be a disciple. Yeah.
3: Painful or not?
1: Painful. Many times.
0: Okay, <laughs> we're going that route, <laughs>
3: okay? <laughs> I'm Andrew Campbell, and discipleship, I one thing that I've taken from this lesson is that it's recognizing what Jesus has done for you, or in my case, for me, and being willing to do that and make sacrifices for, for someone else mm-hmm. in, order, in order for them to benefit in the same way that yeah. I've been able to benefit.
0: This is the last show that Andrew's going to be in for a while. So right. I would like, uh, Brandon, if you could pray for the show and a short prayer for Andrew and Anneli as they're ministering right now, because by the time this airs, they're in Norway for about three months. <laughs> so if you could pray for them and for the show, and then we can begin scripture and prayer, please. Wonderful.
2: A kind and loving Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to be here gathered together as we study your word, we discuss and talk, we ask that your Holy Spirit be with us. Bless those that are watching, those that are learning. But in a special way, as we pray for all and each participant on the panel, we want to offer a special prayer for Andrew and his wife who are about to transition to Norway dear God. We know that you have something great in store for him. We ask that you use him as you have done, as you will and you will always do in the future. As we look forward to seeing you when you come, we can share in heaven about all the things that you used us for on this earth, just to spread your word, as we have chosen to be disciples of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Well, the scripture reading uh, for today is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter one. Verse seven, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says, "Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort." All right.
0: We're, since I'll pick on you, Mallory, since you started
2: this whole thing of suffering and pain.
0: What's <laughs> up with suffering
1: in Christians? Um, I'll be honest with you. No, that no. kind now? of <laughs> all these years, <laughs> you know, that kind of um, it's something that I'm still growing and learning to understand because. When I think about suffering, I'm like, well, you know, people who don't accept Christ, they suffer as well. So, what is this whole thing about suffering and Christians? And then I began to think about, and I said, maybe there's two types of suffering. There's suffering that everyone experiences. Matthew chapter 5, verse 45 says, The rain falls, the sun shines on the just and the unjust. So, Mm. likewise, suffering will happen to those who accept Christ and those who do not accept Christ. So there's a suffering that I think that comes to all of humanity because of sin. Okay. Now, the Christian's response perhaps to that type of general suffering should be different than someone who does not accept Christ. Huh. So you're, you're thinking about suffering, okay, I'm experiencing this because of sin, but I know who is my, I know that God is going to bring me through. I know that there's a lesson that I can learn from this, but... The second type of suffering I think is specific for Christians and it's relating to to persecution or because you just decided to accept Christ you're going to experience suffering or a different type of suffering than those who've never accepted Him.
0: Hmm. I mean, is suffering the price you pay to become a disciple?
1: I think it's. it's it I mean, comes it sounds almost it sounds masochistic
0: when you say, it, say it that way. Yeah. You know, like you've got to get hurt and feel good about feeling getting hurt <laughs> in order to be called a true disciple. That isn't what we mean, is it?
1: No. It's so- meaning that because you decided to follow Christ, things will happen to you that might not happen to other people. You will have to experience things, for example, um, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that, but I have to die to self. And in a way, dying to self is a type of suffering.
3: Mm-hmm. Andrew? I could see you I, to answer you that. Could, okay. Um, it, well, y- you do have, for example, in in John fifteen, uh, I think it's fifteen, um, where Jesus where Jesus talks about the disciple is not greater than his master. Uh-huh. If they've persecuted mm-hmm. me, they will persecute you mm-hmm. as well. Um, and that that certainly is uh, is true. But I think when when a lot of a lot of times um, this persecution can be misinterpreted uh, because what Jesus is talking about is persecution for the sake of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I think people uh, sometimes take that and just apply it to persecution, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if my boss at work is, is giving me a hard time, um, and it may or may not be because of my performance at work, um, Sometimes you may you may see that people will attribute that as you know okay I'm I'm being persecuted because I'm a Christian mm-hmm. kind of, and and sometimes that may not line That's up with right. exactly what what Jesus is, is saying and so I think there has to be a, a distinction that you make and and you kind of have to be careful about it I mean, you know because. You don't want to essentially take the name of God in vain or, or mm-hmm. use the name of Christ right. in in vain. Mm-hmm. so you perhaps if if I am doing something that brings consequences upon myself, um, I should not, as a Christian, mm-hmm. say that I am being persecuted now yeah. because mm-hmm. of Christ, because of Christ or because I'm a Christian.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And,
2: uh, well uh, what I really want to say. <laughs> And uh, what Andrew and Alarice have said is uh, on point. Um, it makes me think about uh, something one of my roommates uh, used to say, that you don't know me because you've never shared in my suffering or shared my pain. And I think um, as Christians, we, pr- we, we say that we're followers of Jesus Christ when we declare that we are Christian. And I believe if we love Jesus Christ, then we want to share in his suffering. Uh, Going far beyond the the scriptural text, for I am persecuted with Christ, Um, I believe that if you really want to develop a meaningful, intimate relationship with someone, and I've seen it, the friendships that I've forged over the years, whether it been a Christian friendship or a non-Christian friendship, there's this togetherness when you've gone through something painful, a painful experience, a memory. I mean something simple as, you know, roommates when you're in undergrad experience, you're in the dorm and you have nothing to eat and there's only one ramen noodles left or something, a cup of soup.
0: Vegan one. Too. A vegan oh yes, definitely.
2: And uh, you want to at least share that soup because you know that's all that you have right. mm-hmm. and you, it's a memory that you're building and you can really create memories off of that. I believe sufferings are hinge points in our mm-hmm. spiritual walk but, with 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 Christ.
0: But if you don't have suffering that doesn't negate your spiritual walk. No I mean they're they are they do not is, have is, that is and it's true. like the people that suffer it's like oh well you haven't had a true Christian relationship yeah. because you felt no pain. And like yeah. sadist
1: for, for instance, uh, okay. based on what when Andrew was saying, and I think it was a perfect example, if I'm at work and I'm suffering, you know, my boss is picking on me, it m- might very well be that I have a bad attitude and sure. I need to adjust my attitude. We're I can't say, you oh, I'm a- it, but- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't say, oh, I'm a Christian, so I'm suffering, you know, because he doesn't like me because I'm a Christian. You might have to check your attitude. Mm-hmm. But for example, I'm going door to door because I feel like Christ wants me to go and minister to people. And when I go door to door, you know, people open and they might curse me out or they might do things to me. That's suffering for the sake of Christ. And then I can say I'm sharing in his suffering.
3: And even, even then, though, okay. some, sometimes <laughs> I think that, you know, there, there are some ways that, that method, some methods that may not work for certain people. Actually, I think personally, I think for myself, door, door to door might not be the way that you would reach me. It, mm-hmm. If I if I were you know a non-Christian oh, or, or yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I don't I don't know how receptive I would be to someone coming and knocking at my door I would perhaps be very receptive to uh, a friendship kind of mm-hmm. um, thing but that being said door to door works very well for some, some places in some, some places, places. Mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. so different methods are needed for for different people um, but. Yeah, like like you said, sometimes just because a method is not working, uh, doesn't mean that you know it, it those people are unreachable, and it means perhaps a, di- a different method needs to be. Mm-hmm. is this
0: idea of, of following God and suffering a New Testament idea as opposed to what happened in the Old Testament because when God called Abraham and Jacob, he didn't say, here, you're going to feel pain, you're going to have all of these things. He said, come, I will bless you, I will give you more abundantly, stars, sand, all of that good stuff, you know, I'll multiply. You know, he used, he used examples of how they would have a better life.
3: Mm.
0: Um, and you see, you have ministers right now that use that prosperity gospel that's similar mm. to that. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But how do, you, how do you reconcile those two things?
3: This is this is something that is unique about uh, Christianity, about the gospel. It depend. It can be a huge blessing. It can be a huge curse, depending on your perspective. Ah, I like that. Mm. Um, because, for example, Jesus says, "You are not of the world, so the the world will will not love you because you are not its own." Um, so. For someone who has goals that are, say, contrary or, or in conflict with... with ...scriptural principles. Mm. For a, that person, Christianity is going to be a curse because of, because of that mindset. But the thing, the thing is, the, the, this is the thing about the gospel, the gospel is able to take people who are contrary to Christ, contrary to what the, the, the values that Scripture... Uh, espouses is able to take people like that and transform them so that now their goals and their values and their desires are no longer contrary to what Scripture says, no, no longer contrary to Christ, but is able to transform them so that they actually desire the things that Jesus speaks about and values. And so, when you t- when you talk when Paul talks about you know freedom and and the freedom that Christ brings. Uh, it's, it's a very interesting concept because many people take that to say, okay, I'm free in Christ. That means I'm free from the law. And, and what freedom essentially is, is free, freedom means I can do what I want to do, right? It means I'm able to do whatever I, I, I want to do. And, and so essentially what happens is that what the gospel does is not remove the requirements or or the laws and says that okay you don't have to pay attention to that what the gospel does is it transforms your desires so that so that now you want to do it's what go ahead sorry you you want to your desires are now in line with what scripture
0: it's similar to um being single and being married you have a freedom when you're single Mm -hmm. and then when you get married you have freedom but your freedom is is determined by the choice you make at that point in time I've been married. I still have my freedom. Mm-hmm. I don't feel restricted in any way. Yes, I don't feel restricted. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well I don't feel restricted in any well way. Said. But It's, it's, it's by the, but what my choice I've made to live this life. So I've changed. The, I don't make choices just, on, just for myself alone. I uh-huh. make choices for the mm-hmm. family. And I find my freedom in that. Um, I, th- I, I like what you said, you know, it's, it's a principles of living. Huh. If, if it's biblical principles of living, it determines your perspective of life. Sure. If, if your principles of living are secular, then all the things that are scriptural become a burden t- to you. That's right. This is what amazes me about people who say they follow Christ and have this very um, rigid, almost painful look on their face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if, you're, if it's biblical and scriptural, even though you're being persecuted, or even though you have to make choices that may hurt you in some ways, because mm-hmm. you, it goes against what's, ins- na- what's around here. Mm-hmm. Because it's biblical and scriptural, it should give you joy. Yeah. Stephen, when he was stoned, hmm, yeah, he was yeah. not. He was not going. Oh, man, why did I make this decision? The, yeah. r- the reformers, when they were being burnt at the stake, were singing hymns. Yeah. How do you keep pitch when yeah. you got a fire burning? And under, <laughs> you know, how do these people do that? I mean, wow. it's like, like, oh no, I'm dying. They were singing. I mean, yeah. there was this real singing. Yeah. And I think it comes down to. What is your principle for living?
2: Yeah. Well, I, 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 I believe that um, we have to remember that Jesus wants us to have an abundant life, like John 10, 10 says. It doesn't mean that the principle of living is going to me, uh, entail a perfect life, perfection. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see the story of Job. He had all, everything, everything. everything. And then, you know, Satan said that Job is not faithful, but it's God the says stuff. there's no one yep. faithful like my servant Job because they perceived what he had, but they didn't know what he had to do in order to right. get there. So because of God's uh, surety that is, his son would remain faithful because he knew that the gifts or the abundant life Job had before it was a test of his character. perseverance produces hope and all of these things. So he put Job through, I would have to say, an accelerated version of trials and tribulations. (laughs) And eventually he proved God right because he ended up not right back where he was, but God blessed him in return abundantly. I love that example because it's the principles of living with
0: God that determined his riches. So even if you took out the the, the superficial worldly things, yeah, you're right. still mm-hmm. a rich man, that's and right. that was able to... to Everything else fell back to him exactly so if you if your riches in the world are built on on principles that are not scriptural you will feel pain when it goes away mm-hmm. but if it's built scripturally you, you feel an anguish but you're still with God exactly yeah. exactly and even Abraham had the same trials and tribulations yes. but his riches multiplied because he kept coming back, back to God the yeah. faith of Abraham yeah. Yeah. so what then is the
3: cost of discipleship hm you know when you when you think about the one of the costs of discipleship is Giving up, I guess your your values and, and and goals that are contrary to the gospel. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, that is that is a cost uh, because for for many people who are living a Christian life um, and they they still maintain secular values and and, and goals that are you know contrary to, to scripture. Uh, the Christian walk is a burden and it's very difficult because it's it's like you know it's just contrary to what I really want I'm constantly just having to restrain myself and and I, I it's just I can't be free um, what happens is that entire paradigm needs to be given up hmm. and that needs to be s- right. sacrificed and jettisoned oh, yeah. and 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 God, is through his Holy Spirit gives us now a, a new uh, desire and a new mm-hmm. way of, of wanting to live. And you see that in Romans 7, mm-hmm. it, it, where Paul is talking, and he's talking about the struggle between the old and, and the new. The new. And and this new is what is the gift from God and, and the old is what needs to be sacrificed and that is the cost. You have to get rid, rid of of the things that, 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 that bring you down. Yeah. Mm. Now
0: I, I like the, I like the example that of, of Christ and the rich young ruler. He didn't tell him to become poor. No. Sure. He says and I think and I miss this most of the time reading it. He says, sell what you have. Oh. It's like the, the things that he owned was more important. So God doesn't say give the things that you have away. Mm-hmm. He says sell them and then give to the poor. Yeah. It's almost mm-hmm. like to see the see this is the value you've attached to it. Now see if you can separate that and follow me. Yeah. Um, how do you reconcile the, the the differences when they when people talk the preconceived ideas of the cost of discipleship with the joy of of the gospel? You know, a lot of times people talk about the pain, the suffering, mm-hmm.
2: but is there joy
0: mm-hmm. in
2: the, the how, does it, how do you reconcile the difference? There is joy. I believe not instant gratification, um, but I do believe, uh, based on experience, that if we let go and mm-hmm. let God... I mean, His goal oh, is oh, okay. see, That phrase <laughs> always gets me, but i going just use it. Just let me use it this once. Let go and <laughs> let God. And when I say that, I mean, we need to truly put our trust in Him. Discipleship means trusting the mentor. Um, see, Jesus is a mentor, a coach, right. a life right. coach, and if we trust our life coach—the original life—the original yeah. life coach, Jesus Christ—then whether it may not be working out towards our good, we know everything works together for good to them that loves the Lord. There mm-hmm. is joy, but you see, he needs to produce. Character. God is not going to give me something. I will not inherit something that God knows I'm not going to be able to handle. That's why He chooses who's going to be the millionaire and those who <laughs> want it. Have the million dollars. I'm not sure if I agree with that. Well, well fine. Because, please uh, tell because, me why don't
0: you I, agree? You with know, it? I think I think the I think the choices we make sometimes make us well who 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 we are. Mm, definitely. But it's it's. I don't think God predetermines who's going to be rich and pre, who's going to be poor. I think we can work towards wealth. Okay. The difference is. If you are, if you continually, okay, this is my opinion, but if you continually seek God, mm-hmm. but you do whatever you, you can want. to be rich, mm-hmm. that's where mm-hmm. God says, okay, if you say you choose me, yeah. and this is where you want to go, and you want me to work my way in you, you're not going to be rich, because yeah. you're, you're, you're worshiping your wealth, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but if you choose to be, it's like Job, if you focus in God. And that's what your focus is. But you would like, to, you know, you have the aptitude and the ability to handle wealth. Oh yeah. It might come up to you if you give away God, you can still be wealthy. But that's, they, I'm not saying that it, is impossible. But mm-hmm. if you ask God's will to be in your life, oh definitely. Then you're asking God to intervene mm-hmm. because that's your request to Him, and He mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, He doesn't shun yeah. that request. Yeah.
1: You know the um, the only way I can answer this this question is also talk about my experience. So a few last year. You know, God told me get up, leave your job, leave your family, come here to the seminary. Now, my nature is How's that to working do, out for you? <laughs> and it was very difficult. So sometimes, even though you're following the will of God and you desire to follow the will of God, that does not mean you're not going to suffer. It does not mean that your will, your nature, is going is not going to fight against His. But when I came here, I had a sense of peace that I have never experienced in my life before. So although I was going through the financial issues, the, you know, the issue of being a female here in the seminary and all of these other challenges, I had peace because I knew that I was following the will of God for my life. Mm-hmm. So for me, the cost of discipleship is, I'm, even though I don't always feel like it, I'm not going to obey my feelings. I'm going to trust in my relationship with God, yeah. and then I will have joy and peace.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it, well, I'll, I'll always hit the, the, the nail with the hammer. I mean, I look at all the hinge points intervals in my life where I've had to pick up and move and maybe I didn't know the theory behind it didn't know the exact meaning but I knew that there was something Mm -hmm. higher working Mm -hmm. inside of me to tell me when to go one of the very uh, key uh instructions we see in the mandate the commission left in matthew 28 we must be able to go that's mm-hmm. one of the true costs of of, discipleship. Uh, of discipleship to mm-hmm. pick up and go and picking up and going means that listen you're going to have to Together. learn to enjoy mm-hmm. the journey you don't mm-hmm. know what that mm-hmm. l- l- what's over the rainbow <laughs> but but i see you' mm-hmm. you're your twitching oh see yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this this will, go ahead okay so w- basically what i'm trying to say is that i've seen an abundant life come about in my life Mm -hmm. and my family's life, my wife and I because we adhere to going Mm -hmm. and we don't have all the necessary steps but i'll tell you this Mm -hmm. the cost of true true discipleship is sacrifice Mm -hmm. you know sometimes like we uh uh, matthew the tax collector i'm sure he was making six figures (laughs) and and he had to to leave and follow christ and you would think that god would position him in the in in a way to be the one who was in control of the finances but that Mm -hmm. was judas's job because christ was developing an aspect in his character that wasn't already. He already had an MBA, but he needed to give him a, 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 a theological degree, an or MDiv. an MDiv, if you want to say it. But <laughs> that's my opinion. System. God wants to develop facets <laughs> in our life, not a week, in mm-hmm. order that we can really be what you can say that, 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 that tree that bears fruit. But mm-hmm. see,
0: in all of those situations, what I like is the fact that none of it, none of them focused on the sacrifice. Judas did, mm-hmm. and that's why he went the way he did, because yeah. yeah. his mm-hmm. focus was...
1: And so? The kingdom
0: is not coming. I'm not going to be this, this, the prime minister. Oh my goodness, what's going to happen here? Yeah. You know, and and Peter's focus went away from God to fear. But with the moment he refocused in Christ, he was able to become the Peter we know in the New Testament. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about the, uh, the ability to go, and you were talking about your move. A couple of years ago, I mean, several, about a decade or so ago, I was asked by a uh, uh, by a ministry to go over to back to India to set up because they wanted me to set up a, a broadcast ministry. So I go over there. And all the things they set out to do, they decided to do completely different because they wanted numbers instead of actual work because they Mm -hmm. wanted to do fundraising here. Mm -hmm. And so when I I said that wasn't the way to do it, that's it. I I was about to lose all my stuff, everything to my name. They cut me off, I had no pay, we were stuck, they had no way of coming back. And um, I basically, I had no way, I had just, just got married, I had no idea what to do. I'm praying. I'm going, Lord. I have no idea what we're going to do. If we move back, we've got nowhere to go. We can't stay here. I had earned enough earlier on to support me for a couple of years. and I just kept focusing on what was going wrong. I was hmm. miserable. And then a group of people, I was young adults that I was working with, decided. I asked them, "Why don't you go for, for Sabbath School?" And they go, "It's because it's too boring. They always talk about stuff that goes right over my head." So I said, "Why don't you lead your own group?" And they went like, "Okay, if you help, if you be our sponsor." I'm like, "All right, fine." College students in the last two weeks. What's 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 going to happen? <laughs> It went from week to week to week to a point when they had a midweek Bible study. In the middle of monsoon, in the middle of exams, they were there. I'm going, wow. Lord, what in the world's happening here? These college students, they're not supposed to last this long. <laughs> it lasted for two years. And I think wow. they changed my life. And on the two years that happened, when finally I was able to move back to the States, I'm going, I don't really want to go back anymore. And I realized in that year and a half to two years, my focus went away from the suffering <laughs> that was, inst- that was to inflicted mm-hmm. to the, the, the joy, joy of spreading mm-hmm. the gospel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I didn't feel the pinch of, a, of, a, of the budget I was in. I mm-hmm. didn't feel all of these things. I loved working with these young people and I hope they liked working with me, but it, it turned out to be an experience for both of us that helped us grow in an understanding mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I think it's, it's key for me to stop looking at, be aware of the suffering, wow. make choices yeah. so mm-hmm. I don't put people in harm's way, yeah. mm-hmm. but look back at not price. the cost of yeah. paying, mm-hmm. yeah. but what that
2: that price I paid got me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think even Jesus he never focused on the suffering. He had to focus on the joy. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think we have to focus on the joyful moments that we're in even if it does not make sense because we know that every day is a gift. What can I learn from today? Mm-hmm. And I believe when you start focusing on other people, you start, you know, feeling a little less, you know. I think uh, that's
3: a, I think that's a key right there. Yeah. Uh because when when you look at Jesus and you look at Paul, you never, you never, and this is just New Testament not that I'm talking about right now, but you never see them focusing on their own suffering.
0: Thank you very much for hosting this quarter. Thank you for hosting the quarters that you have. Andrew, I wish you and Annalie well.
3: Thank and you. Blessings
0: upon you. Um, if you would like to join in our discussion, visit our Facebook page off the link at our website, which is www.sabboschoolu.org. That's www.saviskelu.org. Um Want to let you know that this next quarter, we're probably moving away from Anderson University, so I'd like to thank the folks here at ILS for producing the program and for the crew that have volunteered to be here. Thank you all for being with us at Sabbath School University. And for Sabbath School University, I'm Falvo Fowler, and we'll see you next week.